I'm Danielle Laporte, and essentially, this is a one-woman show about self-realization called With Love, Danielle. I'll be talking about compassion, self-help fatigue, sex, joy, serving the world. This is about a spirituality that's way more rock and roll than it is oppressive. I am not into making grand motivational promises, but I can commit to showing up as fully, sincerely, authentically as possible with the intention of really alleviating suffering and amplifying joy just for starters. It's about doing everything I can to help all of us feel a little less crazy, a lot more full of possibility, and clearly part of the solution. Hello friends. Let's start with some hyper-motivational speak, shall we? Crushing it, hacking it, excellence, excelling, striving, reaching the goal, proving it. Proving it to who is what I want to say. We are going to flip the script on the ego and talk about doing new things to expand instead of doing new things to impress other people or doing new things to prove anything to your ego, to prove to your ego that you're strong and you're capable. I'm talking about doing new things from the heart on behalf of love. Here we go. Let me tell you about swimming. So you may have heard me mention over the last year or so that I have become an ocean swimmer, but let me be very specific about this. By ocean swimming, I mean that I get in the ocean when it's cold enough in a way that like it used to terrify me and I kind of just splash around. So <laughs> I don't go far distance swimming, but I go farther than I've ever gone when it's colder than I have ever wanted to swim. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I don't swim in the fall and the winter because that's insanity. My partner does that. He's the right kind of crazy, but I'm not up for it. I swim in the spring and summer now. And if you knew me, if you knew me from a few years ago, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the people who've known me most of my life are just like, what? Tell me. Okay, I'm going to tell you. What I really want to get across here is how this foray into scary and uncharted territory has actually helped me heal some unhealed parts of myself and help me dissolve some ego and shadow. So instead of entering the ocean because I wanted an Instagrammable moment or because it was on a bucket list or I told someone I was going to do it and I wanted to be held accountable, I decided to make this a project of loving and that I was going to do this from a place of expansiveness. Not so much that I wanted to like show myself what I could do, but I wanted to give myself new experiences so that I could become more whole. I wanted to go where I hadn't gone before so that I could be more intimate with my fear. I could bring my fear in instead of trying to usurp my fear or crush my fear or quell all those voices. 
going into new territory was an opportunity to become a more loving person. Let me pause here and say that I've been aware for a long time that it is a, an exercise of devout spiritual practitioners to put themselves in challenging physical situations, to dissolve their attachment to fear and the ego mind, or to create varying degrees of discomfort, some might say physical suffering for themselves, to really teach themselves what they can do without and conquer, all with the divine objective to dissolve attachments, expand, and become more aligned with their divine nature. So it could be simple exercises or really difficult depending on what your habits are of sleeping without a pillow, of walking on hard ground bare feet for long distances, of abstinence of all kinds of human pleasures. So what my overachieving ego mind is always thinking is, uh, you know, is this pleasure too habitual for me? Could I live without this pleasure? Would I be more evolved, more radiant, more useful to humanity, more acceptable to God if I could overcome this fear, live without this sweet thing? And, you know, some days... I think that is a soulful inclination. Uh, and some days I think it might come from past life experiences where I have this hangover of being punished and acquiescing and extreme abstinence, which was really coming from shadow and darkness, not from exalting my divine capacities. But I noticed something beautiful happening after I embraced my fear of cold water. So just to be really clear here, my fear of cold water bordered on terror. It was almost had the like the texture of a phobia for me. My dislike and aversion to coldness in general has always been like a thing for me. I've thought if the room was too cold, I wouldn't be able to think clearly. People would invite me for lunch and I'd say, well, just can we make sure we're seated in a place that's warm? I have never, I have never been the person who says, let's go sit on the patio. My general fear of coldness has been, it's really been a bind really held me back from some things. It's always been very subtle, like no big, so I don't dig the cold. No big, I don't want to swim in this glacial lake. But it was still this kind of restrictive energy. And what I experienced after learning to love, naturally growing to love, swimming in cold water, is I became more curious about where I was stuck in my psyche. What little fears, and this is the important word here, aversions 
dislikes, discomforts were holding me back from being a more loving person. And again, this is the point. What is holding us back from being more loving, whole, integrative people? Not what's holding us back from being more accomplished or brave or proven or courageous or bucket list successful. What's holding us back from being a more loving person? So for me, that is learning to love my fear of cold water. It's learning to love my deep dislike of raw onions, of mushrooms, of highly caffeinated things, I started to eat onions. This sounds like a little thing, but for me, it's a big thing. I started to talk to more people. This all came on this wave of major simplifying that I was doing in my life. And that simplicity helped open me up to engaging with my life, with my psyche and my soul on deeper levels. I became more intimate with my whole being as I became more intimate with my fear. You cannot have intimacy with judgment. You cannot have intimacy if there is a striving to perform. Speaking of doing new things, if you have a longing to be in community, if you are seeking some refuge of a spiritual nature, I have my heart-centered membership, and we get together every other week to go deep, deep, deep into these very topics, the nuances of when are we coming from our ego self or from our heart self, and How do you know when it's time to let go of a situation or double down on love and commitment and compassion? Head to daniellelaporte.com slash heart-centered. And my deepest prayer is that it is a place of solace and vitality for your heart. All mystics talk about the effort to break down the ego and the goodness of that, the merit of that. But we can't break down the ego with ego striving. The ego, you know, I I like to think more of the, the breaking down of it as the dissolving of it, the transmuting of the ego, the ego just being that part of ourselves that is unhealed, all the stuff that's neglected and rejected in the psyche. When we're in our hearts, in that awareness of always being connected to an ever-flowing source of love, of all of our needs always eternally being met. Love, love, love. When we're in that heart space, our cravings aren't as intense. All those aversions and dislikes and hyper-boundaries and excessive standards that we have have a place to come in and relax. The heart has compassion for all of those ego hooks. So when we're doing things from a place of love, the intelligence of the heart, we don't need to feed the pleasure as much. When you're in the heart, you're under the space of the soul. And you start becoming softer, more pliable, more buoyant, figuratively and maybe literally in some cases. My noticing is that the things that we do most habitually 
most cyclically create the deepest grooves in the mind. It's what the ego loves to latch onto that you got to have your coffee. You got to have this kind of conversation. People need to treat you a certain way. This is the route that you drive to work. This is the style of conversation that you have. These are the only clothes you wear. This is the way that you earn your money. This is the way you manage your time. You can see all those little boxes, binds within binds, constrictions within constrictions. It's an endless cycle of striving to strive more perfectly. It's crazy. Our standards and our so-called principles and our aversions are driving us crazy. They're a recipe for burnout. There's no space in there for love to flow. How can you get your cues from the divine if the ego is always telling you where you need to be and what you need to prove? Ego is always telling you what to like and dislike. That shadow chatter quiets down when we bring it into the space of acceptance, when you have room for cold swimming and you have room for different belief systems that you have been opposed to within yourself and from other people. You have room for cold water swims and you have room for onions and you have room to try new things because you want to expand, not because you have anything to prove. Ultimately, this is shadow work, doing new things on behalf of expanding, doing new things in order to become a more loving whole person is shadow work. We're engaging differently with the shadow though. So you're not pushing yourself in the outward direction, but you are pushing yourself just like a loving parent does for the sake of inward growth. So this isn't about bravado, it's about heart. It's not about sucking it up. It's about walking into our discomfort with the intention to expand. It's not to impress, it's not to run away from fear. It's about being more at ease with the power of the love that has always been residing within us. So go give the stuff up if you want to give it up. Abstain if you want to abstain. Do the new thing. Challenge yourself. Do it because you know what you are truly made of, of light, of inclusiveness, of compassion, of forgiving, of resilience. And then watch what happens. On the surface, it might look like a new you, a new you to you and others. But what's really happening is you are getting down to express the true you. So you can go do the new thing and say to yourself, I'm going to do this new thing to find out how loving I am, how much I love myself, how much there is to celebrate about life. You do the new with love and for love, and you are going to find out who you really are, and you're going to amaze yourself. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word with love.